Hello, everybody, and welcome to the long-awaited return of the Two Cents Podcast. It's been a while since we last recorded one of these, but hopefully we can get back on track and give our two cents. As always, I'm Seval Karatunian. And I'm Lou Pendergrass. So, do we want to jump right in with talking about... The elephant in the room? Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) What do you think about coronavirus? Oh, I thought we were talking about the gender reveal fires, but... Yeah, coronavirus. It's still a thing. That's... Did you think we'd be here? Uh, no. How long has to, it been now? That. Seven months? Uh-huh. It has. Mm-hmm. Almost seven months. Can you believe last time we, we had an episode, we were talking about how we thought it was just going to pass yeah. within we'll the month? We'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. It'll be over. And here we Long are. Spring break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um particularly disappointed i mean i knew trump would handle it badly i mean he's not Uh, it was a given he's not a good organizer or a good leader but i expected better honestly from uh our governors like gavin newsom initially i was like oh he's got a plan it's all under wraps we'll be in lockdown safer at home orders stuff like that he has signs he's like he released like a whole seven step thing about all the signs he's looking out for for when to open up the economy again. But I think now looking back on it, one of the crucial things that was left out was opening up schools. Because that was around summer, we were like, okay, you know, the most important thing is getting the bars back up and stuff like that. But who's going to be able to go to the bars? Who's going to be able to go to restaurants if they can't? If they if can't breathe. Kids, yeah. If their kids are like, home 24-7. Did you, did you hear the the call where Trump admitted to concealing the threat of the coronavirus? He knew all along. He knew, like, uh, it was, I was, so, hold on. I, I don't know. I don't want to give misinformation. So let me look it up really quickly. But it, yeah, CNN, play it down. Trump admits to concealing the true threat of coronavirus in New Woodward book. He was recorded knowing the danger of the coronavirus, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to fear mong, quote unquote. Did you hear about that? I did. I got an Apple News notification about it, actually. And I mean, he even, like at the start of this in February, I remember remember him talking about how, oh, it's just like a version of the flu and stuff like that. And then the article and the book comes out and he was saying that admitting that he knows that it's more deadly than the flu like he's been mishandling this on purpose now since the start yeah not exactly and what what i was thinking about is if he knew this information all along why not release it from the get-go why wait until things are already this bad was there some sort of legal threat i mean there must have been or maybe he had some here, his campaign aides had some like grander plot. I think what they're more so, I, I mean, not to say they're all completely unintelligent, but I think more what happened, this is all speculation, and that is confirmed, but I think they sort of knew that it was going to be a problem, but didn't want to raise any alarms or make Trump look bad then, because he was fairly on the up and ups the democrats sort of look like they're falling apart a lot of infighting in the primary um you know he was 
doing well as far as unemployment and the economy, so he didn't want to have anything that would hurt that. And so I think he probably figured, oh, well, if we shut down or if we have all these precautions about my great economy, then they're not going to be able to count that anymore, so let's just downplay it. Yeah, he didn't want to seem responsible if anything went wrong. Yeah, but now... And then something <laughs> goes wrong and he he doesn't want to seem responsible still. It's kind of ridiculous, honestly. I mean, I think everyone other than like the Fox News forever Trump people has started to see that he's a terrible leader. Obviously, yeah. Like, maybe they didn't see that before and they thought some of the benefits outweighed it and that's why they voted for him. But this is this absolutely clear mishandling of coronavirus that has left us in shambles for seven months and it's probably going to go on until Biden gets into office. Fingers crossed. Um, Fingers crossed. (laughs) Like, he has this clear and terrible mishandling of this. Americans are sick of being stuck at home, but our death rates are only going up and the situation's only getting worse. So, I mean, I don't know how they can still sit there and pretend like he didn't have fault in this when there's now we're expected to hit somewhere around like 400,000 deaths by the end of the year. Like how, uh, it, it just baffles me. I just don't understand how people can ignore it so blatantly. Surely at some point you have to realize you've made a mistake. <laughs> exactly, and you also have to realize that you're supporting, like his supporters, I just, I don't understand how you can go from praising him for having the best economy, highest employment rates ever, to now there's like, 40 million Americans who have lost their jobs and who, because our government and specifically Congress, it's very hard for them to be bipartisan. Now those people are going to be left without a follow-up stimulus check. And I mean, I get that you, Republicans, are less hands-off, less intervention, but that's how we got out of the Great Depression. If you want the economy to be good again, you got to give people some money. You got to stimulate it. You can't just like... And the priority of the economy over human lives as well, when those are the people running the economy, like, come on. I also, like, it's honestly ridiculous. Uh, People go from... Oh, he knows what he's doing. He, he's, it's all a sham. It's blah, blah, blah. To, oh, who could have predicted it? Who could have seen it happen? It's like, mm-hmm. we did predict it. We knew what was going to happen. We saw what other countries did. People don't want a lockdown because they think that it's inhumane. Every other country that has had a lockdown has seen, is seeing record low cases. Yeah, they've pretty much eliminated. Like, I remember when we were watching CNN 10 in uh, my history class, we were just like shocked and sort of bewildered at the state of Italy and how they were having to have like death panels and choose between people to give ventilators to and now their country's pretty much bounced back like it's it's like watching it's like living in another world honestly you look at like Ireland and they're all just walking around no masks no nothing because they basically eliminated over there they're yeah. fine they're, and then you look at us and it's like what went wrong almost every country i mean it's still a big issue is mishandled in india and the uk so they're still struggling there but but the u.s is 
I mean, the U.S. is now the the laughing stock of the world in handling this, and we're the one every other country wants to stay away from. So almost every country has imposed restrictions on travel by Americans into their country, rightly, because we're the hotbed. We got all the cases. You don't really get to see how stupid you, you're seen by other countries until <laughs> until you're in their shoes, really. Yeah. I mean, we're like, oh, Italy's handling this so bad. Poor Italy. I can't even imagine that. And didn't even know what was coming. They had no clue. We thought we thought that every other country was going to be affected, but we're fine. We're perfectly okay. And then we're good. It's gonna pass. It's the flu. Well, regardless of politics, uh, how are you handling things over there with the current situation going on? Um, How's your family coping? It's been difficult at times just because there's there's six of us. We're all in the same house. It's hard not to go stir crazy. We try and like go on walks and leave the house every now and then. But there's only so many places you can walk in the exactly. same neighborhood for seven months. Um, School has definitely helped though, because added routine. Before that, we did some summer programs, but those don't have the same responsibilities and just impacts that attending school does, which I've been fortunate that we're back, but I also have my qualms and issues with online schooling. So, yeah, I mean. So do I. You trust me. <laughs> yeah, what about you? How are you handling things? Uh, well, over here, I mean. I know this is like a cliche thing to say, but I am always kind of, I've always kind of been an introverted person. So, I mean, going out hasn't been the biggest issue. What has been the biggest issue is things that would usually run smoothly, no longer run smoothly, I suppose. Grocery shopping became harder, ordering food became a bit more difficult. Everyone's at home, so the internet has become worse. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, generally what I did to cope, I suppose is I, I just wanted to learn as much about video editing as I could. I, I started, in fact, I even got certified in using Premiere Pro and editing software over the summer. Oh, that's uh, not to brag, not to not to flex. Not to flex or anything. But... <laughs> no, not to brag. But yeah, I just I took as, this as an opportunity to learn in a field I would want to work in, so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Really, apart from that. Got that certificate to keep you apart from other students when you're applying to college. That's a good I'm good for another three years until I have to recertify. Hey, that'll carry you through most of college. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I totally feel you on that, too. We're mostly pretty introverted, and my brother actually has taken this the best of all of us. Before COVID, we were the most worried about him because he doesn't leave the house. He sits in front of his computer and plays video games like all day. But now he's the one who's handled it the best. He just minds his business, turns in his schoolwork, and he's fine. (laughs) The rest of us are like, I need to go outside. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure like, some people who thought they were introverts are realizing now that they are not introverted. Mm-hmm. Or even like, realizing that they can only be introverted, introverted for so, for long. so long. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you need some social interaction at some point. That's not just your family. 
Mm-hmm. Luckily, school's helping with that, but I mean, it's it's not the same. It really is. You can't exactly communicate like you do in. In uh, I'm not saying a、uh, kid should talk in class, but I do think talking in class is a good social outlet. Yeah, and not even in class either. Like outside of class too, being able to hang out after school, see each other in between periods or during nutrition and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely something I've missed. The Zoom calls don't quite hit right when you see everyone. <laughs>、uh, yeah, having to talk to people on a four to five second delay isn't exactly the best method to communicate. But what can you do?、Oh. Who would have? I always advocated that we shouldn't be using Zoom. We should use、uh, Discord. I mean, I know most people would find Discord. Awkward, but it has just as many capabilities as Zoom does, if not more, or even Skype. You know,、yeah. something most people are probably used to. Just with the whole Zoom, yeah, with the whole Zoom China data data selling transaction thing going on, I'm I mean, surprised schools are so willing to use it. Outside of that, too, it's just like a, a clunky program. Yeah, it's clunky. Something. Nobody ever uses. I mean, I imagine now Zoom is like the CEO、oh, of Zoom of and the board making bank, but that's only under the circumstance of COVID.、Yeah. I imagine once we're out of this, people are not going to be using yeah, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom is no longer an option. We're going. I just don't understand. We've had Skype for so many years. How did it not? And it's free and easy to use. How did it not come to anyone's attention that maybe we should use Skype? I don't know. I think Zoom got used because I really don't know. Like,、But、yeah, where did Zoom come from? Platform. Yeah, I was like, they advertised perfectly.、Yeah. I mean, kudos to them, but I really dislike their their、uh, program. Yeah, I think it's because it's like video conferences, so maybe it seemed more professional than Skype. Then. I think the issue with Discord is it's it's advertised towards younger people. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Actually, you know it's funny. Discord used to be advertised exclusively for quote unquote gamers. Yeah, I'm sure you knew that.、Mm-hmm. But recently they uh they've started rebranding, so they've uh they've removed all like anything related to them being like related towards gamers to try and. Reach out to more schools and stuff. I find it kind of amusing. Had they not done that in the first place, they could have had so much more profit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this now, and Zoom had like a complete boom. They they were valued at one billion in 2017, and then because of COVID, they're now able to. They joined the Nasdaq, and like can. <laughs> One billion in 2017. That's that's impressive too. I had no、yeah. idea what this what this was in 2017. Maybe we were just out of the loop, and this was. Yeah, this has been a thing since 2011. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had no idea. They're, I mean, they're valued at around a similar rate in 2019. I wonder what it's like now. It's probably like completely. Oh, for sure, probably like it's the number one app on the App Store. Oh, it is. I didn't even. I'm、know. pretty sure. Let me check real quick. I can check right now. Yeah, it's number one. 
That's crazy. I mean, makes sense. Okay, <laughs> Zoom CEO, enjoy it while it lasts. I'm oh. curious, who is the Zoom CEO? Eric Yuan. Eric Y-U-A-N. Sorry if I butchered that. $17.5 billion in net worth. Mine says $22 billion. As of September. It's got even higher. Jeez. That's incredible. Well, hey, well not incredible. Know? It's kind of scary. but Yeah, that, that app sucks, but... I guess kudos for being able to become a 22 billionaire out of that. Within the span of two years. Yeah. All right, I guess we can go on to our next topic. So, uh, gender reveal parties and forest fires. <laughs> what do they have in common? <laughs> Maybe that a gender reveal party that was held in Southern California sparks a now almost 14,000 acre fire that is presently and this covering. isn't the first time this has happened. Nope. And it, this fire is presently covering uh, California, at least Southern California, in smoke and ash. I'm curious though, was it a boy or a girl? <laughs> I don't know. Do, do we know? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna Google it really quick. What gender was the baby that started the fire? <laughs> it was a boy. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Imagine growing up having to be like, yeah, when I was born, I burned 20,000 acres of land. Well, not specifically when he was born, but uh, when, yeah, when, I, was, like, when I was found of, out. Yeah, the guilt of that, like my parents, to reveal uh, my sex as a as a baby, I that sparked uh, a massive fire. Do, do you, I oh, I'm sorry about my stutter. I'm wondering, do you think that kid, when he grows up, is gonna have people hate him just for what he's known for? I mean, you know how child stars like in Hollywood. Yeah. Are hated. Do you think he's gonna have the same effect? Like reverse. He's celebrity for bad reasons. Um. Yeah. I would hope not because it wasn't his fault because he's in not even utero. Born yet. Yeah. Um. But I mean, probably he's probably gonna be exposed as the yeah, gender I reveal he, fire I mean, kid. Yeah, resentment. Man, that's got to be awful. Well, if they even how this family's getting sued, right? Um, not that I'm aware of, but they'll probably be fined quite a bit. I mean, they haven't even gotten the fire under control yet. It's still burning, so they don't know how much total damage. But once they do, just like the gender reveal fire a year ago, um, I'm assuming they're probably going to be fined a lot of money. And then if they don't pay up, they're probably going to be sued. And I would expect also some civil suits to come out of that for people who lost their homes and stuff like that. Whatever happened to like just, you know, cutting a cake and seeing if it's pink or blue? Yeah, why are we lighting? <laughs> and especially now we're having like a massive heat wave. Why would you, why is there pyrotechnics involved? 
in your was it like a flamethrower that shot blue or pink flames or what what was it was it like i think i read somewhere that it was like a smoke machine that shot pink or yeah the smoke i don't know about this time but i know the one last year they did like some smoke thing that shot pink or blue and some sparks from it set some brush on fire and they I guess didn't notice it because it was just a minor thing. And then by the time they left, I mean, the fire just like gets so much bigger. There was one gender reveal party. I find it amazing, by the way, that there's a whole genre essentially of gender gender reveal party, like travesties. Yeah. Is the best way I can describe it. There was one where... They were. So, it was basically going to be an explosion of like pink or blue, and they ba- the family who did it basically involuntarily made a uh, an IED, a, a pipe bomb, and the pipe bomb went off, and I'm pretty sure it killed one of their family members. Yeah, wasn't it like a grandparent? I think. Yeah, I think so. Like, how do you not think beforehand that maybe this pipe bomb I'm making? <laughs> isn't the smartest way to reveal the gender of my child. Well, it was an accidental pipe bomb, to be fair. Sure, but I'm sure any like person with common sense could have been like, hey, you're creating a literal bomb. I mean... With metal shrapnel. I mean, how do they know they're making a bomb? My question is, okay, yeah. How do they make it in the first place? Yeah, how do you accidentally make a pipe bomb? Like, how do you just... (laughs) stumble upon that. I guess it was just like they put like the smoke or the colored shrapnel inside of it and put some sort of like maybe gunpowder or something. But like, how can you not maybe pause and think for a second and be like, hmm, this probably isn't the smartest idea. This probably isn't the safest thing I could be doing right now. I should just do (laughs) balloons or a cake. Or a cake or confetti. Yeah, like Like what? Why did this have to involve, like, a whole fireworks display? Why did we get to this point? It's not that important. Let's be like, I'm not saying childbirth isn't a miracle. What I'm saying is, it really isn't that much of a miracle. (laughs) Well, I mean, the lady, I was reading this article, the, the lady who invented them, she did a gender reveal party, and it was with a cake. She didn't do anything crazy. She did a cake. As you should. Um, because she had previously miscarried like a bunch and was celebrating that she had gotten to the point where she could you know find out the sex of her baby so she did a little party with friends and posted a blog about it and now it's become this like whole big phenomenon of people going even bigger and crazier when did it start fire yeah when did it start like 2008 right um hers was in 2011 11. I could have sworn gender reveal parties were a thing before that, just not to this, ex- like, <laughs> not to yeah, this I mean, I feel like she, she popularized it because her blog went viral. She may not have been the direct inventor of it, but because her blog post, Because her blog went viral. Yeah, that's how it really became a booming, it's crazy thing. Booming. Emphasis on <laughs> booming. <laughs> Oh, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Back to the, sorry, back to the pipe bomb, like, family. Could you imagine, like, what if something, like, I, 
it's already bad enough, like, a relative dies because of that. Yeah. But what if, like, you end up killing yourself because of that? Or your pregnant wife? Like, yeah, <laughs> like... Did you not... Was there no thought or consideration put into that? Probably not. No. That's my guess. There's always been these viral things that end up causing, like, a danger like that. The Tide Pod Challenge. The Tide Pod Challenge. The lady who was licking ice creams in grocery mm-hmm. stores. We talked about this outside of the podcast, but there was a... <laughs> the I shouldn't laugh. It's horrible. Uh, I apologize. But uh, a man and his wife wanted to make a viral video to see if a textbook could stop a bullet. Yeah. They yeah. didn't they didn't think to shoot just a textbook. The husband actually like stood held with yeah. held it up to his chest. The wife shoots it and of course you can guess what happens. The husband gets shot and dies. Yeah. The wife gets charged for second degree manslaughter and now her ch- the children don't have parents because these two uh, these two I'm moronic not. adults uh, wanted to go viral on the internet. Yeah, I definitely think in a lot of ways the internet has been a blessing. Like the just how much human knowledge has grown because of it. You do you, you have all the knowledge in the world in your yeah, in your phone in your pocket. Yeah. But I also think it's been a curse because a lot of the ways of us having social interaction have moved online, have moved online and thus have like sort of almost depersonalized them a little bit. So people will do anything for a chance at fame because they see nothing feels genuine anymore. Yeah, because they see stupid people blowing up all the time and they think, oh, if I do another stupid thing, I'll blow up. And some of them do literally. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I feel bad for that. <laughs> but but I, I, I truly true. believe. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I'm just saying it's, it's true that people are will do anything for that like shot at obscure. for the five seconds of fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The I truly believe. I, I believe that any 16 year old should not be considered the most famous person in the world like tiktok is one thing sure but have you seen um (laughs) have you seen if you go to famousbirthdays.com i'm pretty sure the number one like person on there is a famous tiktoker and she's 16 years old Oh, Charlie D'Amelio? Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. her name. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How do you handle yeah, I fame at 16? Not not just fame, being considered the most famous. I wouldn't say she's the most famous, but definitely among young people, for sure. Like, oh, 100%, but like that's what young people rule the internet, so... Yeah, that's true, that's true. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even know. She's... I feel like handled it pretty well. She's been mostly mature about dealing with coronavirus. She hasn't like exposed herself to too many people. And she was also I mean, pretty active with the BLM. But I mean, still the pressure of that, like I can't even. Yeah, even if she did get it exposed, that's like one of the, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who hate her just because 
of the way she got famous. They're jealous, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But, and they're going to try and... Personally, I don't believe in cancel culture affecting in a long run until you're, unless you're an actual bad person. But with yeah. how people act on the internet, in some cases, it can. It can ruin you. Yeah, I know. It absolutely can. And I mean... And she's 16 years old. Surely... Well, I, I'm almost positive, like, she said something in the past that wasn't, you know, Well, the thing she kosher. recently got, like, people tried to not cancel her for necessarily, but a bunch of her fans found out she she was caught vaping. And uh, she lost a lot of followers, but still maintained a good following. But it's like she's 16 years old. Yeah, I mean... Like, what are you going to expect from her? It's also like the it's the whole Greta Thunberg like mm-hmm. situation. That's her name, right? I hope I didn't butcher. Yeah, that. yeah. The climate yeah, activist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying she can't be a perfect climate activist. I'm just she's how old is she? She was 15 when she started. Um, she I think she recently turned 17. 17 she's years still old, young, and yeah. she's got all that like responsibility on her. I'm sure like. What's to say her parents aren't doing most of the, uh, not to discredit her, but surely I mean, there's some strings being pulled. With, they help her out with social media, I think, and she does have, like, a social media manager and stuff like that, which is understandable. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know how to handle that. I, I believe it's truly depressing what happens when someone tastes fame. Do you remember, I'm sure you do, in like 2000, I want to say seven, there was a video called Charlie Bit My Finger. Uh-huh, yeah. Really famous, really popular video. If you look at them now, they're like not getting views. They're not getting views, but they're trying to milk it for all it's worth. Every recent video they have is Charlie milked my finger this, uh, milked, sorry, Charlie bit my finger this, Charlie bit my finger that, 10, 10 year anniversary, documentary, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's really depressing because surely the kids aren't behind that. It's the I parents mean, wanting more. They're older now, so it might be that a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I don't know that. People, it also kind of reminds me of, um, oh, what's her name? Bad Baby, who had that, that her doctor yeah, film yeah, moment. Yeah. And now she's just been trying to hold on to that for forever and stay relevant. But through sort of like negative relevancy because she's like put herself in. If everyone hates you, what's the point? I mean, I'm sure if you're making money at the end of the day, you probably don't care. But yeah. would you really want to be one of the hated? most like hated people on the Internet? I wouldn't. That, that lasts with you forever. Like what if she gets to the point where she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Now that's like- Even if you're like a saint, people are going to come after you. Like, yeah, I'm sh- like. I think, I was, honestly, cancel culture focuses also on the wrong people, too. Like, it started off with some good intentions. It was around the Harvey Weinstein thing, and it was about, like, holding abusers accountable. Oh, yeah, around people who've done actual, like... Yeah, but now it's, like, people who harm. just don't like somebody will try and dig up anything on them. And it just also is sort of ineffective, because for those people who are abusers, they don't care, and they go on having careers. Like, 6 9 like oh for yeah he got out of prison and immediately made a song that reached top charts it's hilarious yeah it's like you can it's it's not even like fulfilling the purpose that it was created for and i definitely think 
there's a lot of toxicity and it goes too far but i think there is a use not necessarily for canceling people completely but for holding but people for accountable. acknowledging yeah but like to a certain extent it goes beyond that it's like if they've already accepted that what they did was awful and they want to reconcile and yet you still go up oh, no can't forgive you ever because you did this one thing yeah it's like the it reminds me of um james gunn the guardians of the galaxy director he had some yeah. tweets from 10 yeah, years tw- tw- ago 2010 it's like when the when the extent of comedy was calling someone gay yeah or like saying like a slur or something like that yeah was- i mean i'm not saying it's okay but let's be honest, it was 2010. Yeah. South Park was at its peak. That's 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 comedy. <laughs> yeah, then. and I mean... Why, whether you he, like it or not. He also, when it got exposed and dug up, he apologized. He recognized that it was wrong, but Disney still kicked him off of Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, thankfully, all the actors, like, signed a letter and there's a huge for him, petition yeah. to get him back on. Had COVID not happened, they probably would be filming right now. Um, but yeah, one person I genuinely feel awful for, like, I don't know how, if I was in this person's shoes, I would never be able to, like, live. PewDiePie. Yeah. That man <laughs> gets articles written about him daily, taken out of context, or bringing up old stuff that he's already acknowledged. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he can li- live peacefully knowing that at every second of every, like, minute, he's being... The defamed, essentially, not yeah. defamed. What would you call it? Um, I mean, they're just they're capitalizing off of him being a big name. Yeah, it, it's easy because oh, big person, bad, easy clicks. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the joke was definitely offensive, and he should have been oh, called out for how offensive it was. But the fact that it's still being like brung up. From Three years in, later. Yeah, it was in 2017, dude. Like, why Why is, like, Wall Street Journal and Washington... Like, why are all these news companies still making articles about it? Like, he's not doing that anymore. But they have to bring it up, like, every time he makes some sort of deal with a company or whatever. It's, it's like, just chill, man. You already wrote the article three years ago. He apologized. He donated some money. Like, why does this need to be brought up again i I think it's just because they get money off of them they know those yeah of course you're not gonna get clicks if uh, here's the worst part recently he donated a hundred thousand dollars to the lebanon red cross after what happened over there yeah yeah i i you would not find any of the major news sites talking about that because it's not something negative if it paints him in a high in in a good light then nope there's no need yeah there's nothing they can uh make money off they can yeah exactly and and I definitely it's, think part of why cancel culture is also so shitty is because of media. Like, our media has become much more involved with, or has cared much more about getting clicks than they have about reporting facts. And that has definitely contributed to these like heightened instances of cancel culture, like with PewDiePie, because they know they'll get more clicks if they say, Oh, PewDiePie was the one who said the N-word on his stream, or he was the one who made that offensive joke. Then they will saying PewDiePie donates $100,000 to the Lebanese Red Cross. And it's it's unfortunate that that's the case. Yeah, (laughs) I know. He doesn't report news anymore. (laughs) 
I think the worst part is the all these major news sites are they have paywalls now. I yeah, recently tried looking at the New York Times and it's like, hey, subscribe to our newsletter for fourteen ninety nine a month. It's like you want me to pay fifteen dollars a month more than a streaming service to read current events. Yeah. How is that allowed? I, I wouldn't understand. be able to keep up with LA Times if uh, I'm weren't in Mr. Crosby's class and he got us the Times and Education. Like I wouldn't be able to read current articles from them. I mean, it's the physical newspaper. I can't really do it on their website, but you're only for LA Times. You're only afforded like two articles a month. Like, how am I supposed to be a well-informed person it's if ridiculous. I can't even read what's supposed to inform me? And they. And these headlines nowadays, straight, I'm not, I, I know like clickbait is talking, is like, oh, this is clickbait, this is, that's clickbait, but it, it, it's, it's a serious problem. When your title has nothing to do with your article, how am I supposed to know what I want to read? Exactly, yeah, and how am I supposed to know that what you're giving me in the rest of the article is accurate information when you're just creating a title and a piece for clicks? And I get that, like, I'll bring up a left-wing example of this, like, CNN is mostly factual, but they definitely have just exacerbated or exaggerated situations for clicks. And every news article, every news media has. So, like, even if you type in right now, like, fires and stuff like that, there'll be all these dramatic headlines and stuff like that. And it's just like, I just want to catch up on what the LA Fire Department is saying. I want to know what the facts are. Why do you have to have, put it behind a paywall? Why do you have to have some clickbaity title? Like, just give me the information. And that's definitely also been linked to um, the sort of the dying of smaller newspapers because those newspapers are typically free. They're more communally involved, but they've just been slowly been like, killed off by larger newspapers and just absorbed exactly i like to to add to your point more i just googled fire first thing i see is check air quality levels with this map as fires burn across california why not just tell us in the headline so i can click and find out more yeah or why not tell like yeah it's just they're all existing for a bottom line and for a profit and that's understandable they're businesses but to a degree there are businesses that are also supposed to provide us with information and there's been just a very worrying fusion to me of entertainment and facts and news because the actual news will do this they'll try and make entertaining headlines and stuff like that and I get it they want to spice it up or whatever but it's the news. You don't need to be entertaining me like SNL. Like, I just need you to tell me what's going on. I'm not reading the news to be entertained. Yeah, you're, you're not. I'm reading the news to be informed. Yeah, that was a, a long tangent, but basically... News, yeah, cancel I mean, culture, all that sucks. And ben, uh, baby gender, gender reveals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just do a cake. Just do yeah, a cake. Just do a cake. Alright, I guess... Have to start a fire. <laughs> for our last topic, I guess we could just talk about um, media. Media that we've seen recently that we'd like to talk about. 
Um, obvi- for me, obviously, uh, I'm not one for superhero movies, as you know from my last entrance on this podcast, but mm-hmm. I was looking at that new Batman movie by oh, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Robert Pattinson, which I think is now... It, they've halted production because he got coronavirus, right? I think he did, yeah. Or yeah. Uh, someone and spread it around in the crew. Which yeah. is hilarious because I'm pretty sure he tweeted that his Batman was going to be the most unsanitized Batman. Then like a week later, he gets coronavirus. Yeah, he tested So I guess he really it. was unsanitized. No, yeah. but I watched the trailer. It looks very interesting. I mean, I always... From what I could tell, it looked like he killed a man in that trailer. But I was always... I always thought that, you know, the whole point of Batman was that he didn't kill. I don't know. I'm not much of a superhero I mean, I'm going to say this. What is the point of having that sort of moral code when he's also been willing to and gone as far, at least in the comics, as just like completely beating people up to the giving point someone where, a concussion yeah or they're in a coma or they're or like paralyzed from the neck down yeah like okay so you didn't kill them but they probably I mean, they probably want to die at that yeah. point <laughs> yeah i mean i it's a, like probably one of the most common arguments made against it um <laughs> but i think it's really interesting that People, is this gonna be rated R? I didn't even Probably. check. Probably. If you, if I it, think it sounds like you kill the person. Or maybe. I think ever person. since Deadpool released, these companies are now realizing, wow, maybe we can release R-rated movies. Yeah. And maybe we can push the boundaries with no, like, monetary loss. Yeah. Uh, Joker especially Superman. proved that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And they were also able to draw in non-superhero fan base because it yeah. was hyped up as just being a good movie um, say what you want about joker see like you could have your own opinion on it that movie did tread some way like in a yeah. path of making movies that aren't just cookie cutter bull bullshit. i mean i personally was not that big of a fan but neither was i <laughs> i liked how they sort of open that avenue up just like Deadpool did for more, you know, explicit and raunchy and just deeper superhero movies. Like, don't get me wrong, I can dig a Marvel movie. I'm down with Captain Marvel. I'm down with Spider-Man. But those get so boring so quickly. If you're on a movie binge and you only watch Marvel movies, it's like the same plot over and over Exactly. Again. You've seen two, you've seen them all. Yeah. And that's starting to be more realized by people. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Marvel's done a pretty good job because you can space it out and stuff like that. And they've had some movies that were more groundbreaking. Like I think of Black Panther or the first Avengers and stuff like that. But as they've gone on and just want wanted to make more and more money, the movies aren't really that... I mean, I'm just going to say what everybody thinks. The movies aren't really that good. They're, they're sort of become very... I repetitive. agree. I agree. This is probably going to get us some, uh, <laughs> some, some, some hate. fanboys. Yeah. I hope not, but I agree. I'm not a particular fan of those movies either. And I, I, mean, I just I, don't think they're good. I walked out of um, 
Oh, what was the follow-up Avengers movie? Endgame? Yeah. Endgame? Yeah, I See, saw I that. See, I don't, I don't, like, I already, I, good on you for doing that. I could never do that because I already paid to get the ticket. It's like, I'm not going to just. No, I mean, like, I walked know. away from it after finishing it. Um, oh. I wish I had walked out on it because once the, the whole plot device of time travel was used, I was just so annoyed. I was like, you couldn't have come up with anything more creative. Like, time travel is so overused, and they didn't even show any of the repercussions of that either. I always creates, wish like, in these movies that the villain somehow had an impact. Yeah, I mean, it's. I get that they want to have, like, everything wrapped up in a bow, and the heroes win and stuff like that, but that's not what life is like. I get that they're also escapism, but do we need to have in every single movie that all of the effects were completely reversed. Really, like reverse. I can never watch to life or whatever. I can never watch yeah. these movies because I always know. Well, okay, doesn't matter what happens on screen because the ending's always we're gonna win. Yeah, and I mean, they have had recently like Loki died, but then okay, th- but they admitted there's like... gonna be a series. Like, how is he gonna have a series if he's dead? And, like, same thing with Spider-Man. Like, he, quote-unquote, died, and then they're like, oh, by the way, here's another movie with Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like, that automatically ruins it, because unless it was in between Endgame, and, like, he hadn't, that hadn't happened yet, then you know that he survives and he comes back. I just wish that some way or somehow they're like, well, unfortunately... We did stop Thanos, and we did bring back the superheroes that died, because obviously they can't cut those guys out. Unfortunately, obviously. a quarter of the population wasn't wasn't able to come back. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they would have done that, but I just, I also expect slightly better from a multi-million dollar company than such a lazy plot tool as time travel. Like, are you serious, man? That's the route you went down? Time travel? And they didn't even make it interesting either. It wasn't like there were some crazy ramifications because of that. Or the heroes suffered or they created an alternate dimension or something like that. It was just like, yeah, we got time travel. Spoiler alert right now if you haven't watched Endgame. Tony Stark died, so that sucks. But all the other heroes are fine. And one more thing, this is a small detail, but I was really annoyed with this as a fan of the Peggy Carter TV show. Um, Mm -hmm. She had a boyfriend at the end of that, and it was hinted at that that was like her husband. So then when Captain America goes back in time before the Peggy Carter series ever takes place and like romances her and they get together, then that means all the events of the Peggy Carter show didn't happen. Completely destroyed, yeah. Yeah. Like, was there no follow through on this like i get you want them to be happy and i get you want to set up all your heroes to be all good except happily ever after yeah but like maybe think about it a little bit for a multi-million dollar company you can't have been like oh we have a two season tv show about her that was after she thought steve died and also that affects the earlier Avengers movies and the Captain America movies because he went to see her when she was like old and dying and that's what sort of inspired him to become Captain America again. So then if he goes back in time, 
to marry her, then all of the events that led up to him becoming Captain America again didn't happen. That he didn't become it, Captain it, America it's again. It's such lazy writing. It's it such is. lazy writing. It's like, how can we get all the superheroes back, get all the people back, and wrap it up in a bow? That that's that was the the thought that went into that. And then they were like, uh, okay, time travel. Before we get too angry. Sorry, that was a whole. Let's, it's fine. You're like a multi-million dollar company. Come up with something better. <laughs> like A24 is not a massive production company, but their movies are excellent. They have good writing. Like, what in the world are you doing? Sorry. Okay, that's it. Easy Gotta profit. Calm down. Gotta calm down. Okay, before we get even angrier, um, I guess let's move on to TV shows. Any TV shows you've been watching? I have an answer. Yeah, go ahead. I gotta think of mine. Uh, <laughs> I was recently recommended by a friend to watch um, Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard about that mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, it's okay so far. I mean, there's like 10 seasons and I'm on season one. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. It's definitely more of a Dexter show-ish. But it seems like the end of every episode is always going to have, and then they figure it out with no repercussions. Mm -hmm. But I'm just on season one, so I wouldn't know. I mean, surely there must be a reason it has 10 seasons. Yeah, I mean, it had popularity somehow. I haven't watched it. My brother is a big fan, and I see him watching it all the time. Um, I mean, there must be a reason he likes it. But also, not to discredit him too much. For his taste. He's a big Marvel fan. So, oh. I don't know. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, I just hope it doesn't go down the route. It got Dexter 10 seasons, so does. it must have must have been popular when it was airing. Yeah, yeah. I just hope it doesn't go down the route like Dexter and like House did, where the ending is rushed and poorly made. Yeah, I mean, they gave it 10 seasons. They can't have like... Surely it can't be bad. Yeah. Yeah. They they wrapped it up well. Hopefully, I don't know. Can't speak to it. I haven't watched it. I should probably. Any shows you've been watching? Um, I've been more on sitcoms because initially I have like a list of a bunch of movies that I want to watch, but those are very, they're all very serious in tone, and it was depressing me. Because at the beginning, of COVID, uh, because of, like, especially with what's going on, you don't want to stack depression onto depression. Yeah, so I started watching some sitcoms. Like I rewatched Parks and Rec, still as good as when I first watched it. It's my favorite sitcom. And then I started watching Community, and it's also really good. Like you can't, for me, I can't binge shows for too long that have all. Like it's like it's a mini story in each episode because I need to have some sort of consistent thing connecting it, which is why I really like binging Avatar because it all connects together. No, I love it. Community doesn't necessarily connect together, but I can still go through like three or four episodes and it's really good writing. It's really good acting. It's funny and yeah, I just really like it as a show as well. That's exactly yeah, that's exactly how I feel about show. That's exactly how I feel about um Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <gasps> yes. Yes, I love It's Always Sunny. 
That show doesn't exactly have like a story that it follows, but every episode's great and bingeable because it's well written. Yeah. Always Sunny is, that's to me, the pinnacle of how you do like comedy. black comedy, specifically like the dark humor, black comedy style yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's perfect. Because they set everything up as this is a bad thing. This is a joke. Like they make it very clear that you should yeah, not the, emulate the, these people. The protagonists of the show are all giant assholes. Yeah, they're all awful. And you may root for them in some way, but you're also just constantly reminded how awful they are. And they just, they execute like all their jokes. It's just so well. They have such good setup, such good yeah, writing. Yeah, it's one thing to unintentionally, like, accidentally write a character to be, like, a, a dick. Yeah. But when you do it intentionally, it comes out perfect. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like... It's Always Sunny is, like, a more tame version of Seinfeld to me. Or not, tame no, no, sorry. Tame? Seinfeld is the more tame. Sorry, oh my god. I was gonna say. Seinfeld is the more tame version. <laughs> Mess that up. Reverse. Yeah, it's always funny. Like, took the concept of Seinfeld, different, like, location and different premise, sort of, but it still circles around, like, a friend group. And they upped the stakes, just upped every factor and yeah made it, have you noticed like, every season they get they get gradually worse and worse and yeah. worse not in a bad way but in like of the their the morality and their character yeah you yeah. think you start off and you're like oh these people are terrible they can't get any worse and then you keep going and it's like how are they getting worse well it gives you you give them the benefit of the doubt in the first season because you're like oh these guys aren't like too bad they have all their own like retrospective things but then it's like oh no, no, I was incredibly incorrect. <laughs> it gets it gets worse and worse and worse. But that's also part of the the joy of watching it because it's just kind of a a train wreck that you, but not a train wreck in a way where it's messy, but in train wreck, a well done train wreck, where it's they're writing and having a story about something that is a complete mess and horrible and awful, but it's in a way that makes you be like, you feel good about yourself as a person once you finish it. <laughs> and it's just a good, it's good writing. It's good comedy. Yeah, oh, yeah I, it's I fantastic love, writing. I love it's always funny. Um, other than that, I watched, let me check my, it's Avatar, I watched Community, rewatch of Parks and Rec. Um, Oh, I started rewatching Euphoria, but then I was also like, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> it's super depressing. Um, I never watched Euphoria. I didn't I didn't follow the hype train behind that. No, it's it's really good. I think you should. It's it was definitely romanticized. Isn't, isn't that show going under a, a bit of a controversy right now? Because people are claiming that it's not diverse enough. The cast anyway. I didn't hear that. That might be the case, but I mean, I, uh, Ruse of well, played by Zendaya. That might just be something I saw on Twitter. And, yeah, Twitter's insane. A cesspool of garbage. If you're yeah. listening, don't use Twitter. Worst mistake of my life. I deleted it after a while. I just, I, I, I just can't. I can't delete it. I have to. I have to get into the habit of deleting you it. Don't delete it. Remove it from your phone. You don't have to stick with it. Oh, and other show. 
another show I really liked was The Umbrella Academy. What's that about? It's kind of hard to explain, but the basic premise of season one is that there's these, like, I think there were, like, 20-something kids all born on the same day at the same time completely randomly like their parents were not expecting them they were not pregnant before then um and they all have special powers and this like rich guy uh basically buys seven of those kids who each have like a different superpower except for one who doesn't and I think I think I've heard about this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's them trying to. So they were they were raised as superheroes, and they sort of just fell apart, and they aren't anymore. And it's like them just being kind of messy people at the beginning of the season, um, and they all sort of come together to stop the end of the world. <laughs> Sounds like a cool premise. I should. I, uh, Umbrella Academy, you said? I gotta yeah. check that out. It's on Netflix. It was actually from a comic book written by. Um, oh, what's the lead singer of MCR? George, uh, Gerard Way. He. Really? Yeah. It's his comic what book. What are the series. odds? Yeah, and it's different from the comic books because you obviously have to adapt something for TV, but. It's yeah, still, something that's not finished. It's, it's really good. The first season is really good. The second season continues that. It's absurd, but also very human and also funny. It's it's a really good show. I really like it. Oh, and if you haven't for another sitcom as well, I really like Shit's Creek. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching. Uh, not not that, but I was watching a binging with Babish episode, and I was doing a. Uh, and a, a food from Schitt's Creek, and it, it looked funny. It looked really funny. Yeah, what's that on? Is that on Netflix? Um, the first five seasons are. There's a sixth season that came out, but it hasn't been added yet. It's okay. I'll be sure to check that out too. It's more adult than other sitcoms, but it's really good. And yeah, I mean that's what I've been watching. Oh, I watched The Politicians second season, but I was just kind of like. That show's a weird show, and the ending was just as weird. Not disappointing, but the second season was just, I don't know, kind of veered off from where the first season was, to me at least. Eh. I mean, that's generally how shows go. Yeah, especially I feel like Netflix shows... And it's a Ryan Murphy show too, so you know it's gonna oh, be weird. There was one show I wanted. To, um, this one's like super adult. It's by the comedian Bill Burr. F is for Family. Oh, I haven't watched that it's yet. It's a Netflix original. I love that show. It's hilarious. It's about a father in the '70s just trying to take care of his kid, of his like dysfunctional family. And Bill Burr is like one of my favorite comedians and it's written by him. So it's, it's genuinely funny. And like, it's not, I'm not going to go as far to say it's thought provoking, but there's definitely some episodes that make you think. Is it similar? Cause I got recommended it cause I watched the first season of Big Mouth. Is it like, no, no, it's no? 
Big Mouth is not does not even compare to it. This show actually has a coherent coherent story. Okay. Cuz Big Mouth is kind of Big Mouth is just all over the place. Ugh. I mean, it's funny, but <laughs> to some, to some, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the media I've been watching. Mostly mostly funny stuff cuz I can't handle the two serious the depressing stuff at the moment. Yeah, it's I rewatched Midsommar, which I've talked about on the podcast. Probably shouldn't before. have, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't have, but it was, it's, it was, I think, honestly, better than the first time I watched it. Yeah, well, it the so movies good. like that, you have to watch it twice. Yeah, it it was really good. It was, it is a um, pretty dark movie, but. I was more so watching it. I was less emotionally invested than the first time, and I was just more so paying attention to like all the detail that was put into it and paying more attention to the story than how the story made me feel. Because I feel like that's usually how I watch movies the first time. Like you're paying attention to the story, but you're also mm-hmm. just more emotionally invested in it. And the second watch, I was just able to appreciate much more like right. the, you have more time art. to pay attention to the little details yeah yeah all right well we're approaching an hour now i think it's about a good time to wrap it up yeah uh thank you guys so much for listening this was episode four of the two cents podcast um lou would you like to plug yourself at all um so for generally my social media is at Nova Fairies, N O V A F A E R I E S. If you are a Van Nuys student, particularly a senior, you can also contact me at uh, VNHS 2021 for senior board related duties. Um, yeah, that's that's my social media. I got the one personal and the one I help. I have a Twitter, but I mean, don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's not pretty twitter is not a pretty place period no it is not all right once again thank you guys so much for listening and see you next time yeah see you next time guys